All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey guys, it's your girl Ebony. What you're about to hear is a bonus episode from our infectious disease doctor as she gives us an update on the coronavirus. If you'd like to hear the full episode, please become a member of the Patreon account at www.patreon.com forward slash the PhD podcast. I hope y'all enjoy. Y'all stay safe and enjoy this week's episode. Later. So do you think that we're on the brink of the second wave or are we still on the first wave? I I honestly <laughs> think that we are, it's just a prolonged first wave at this point because you have to ask yourself, did the, did the states that are having higher numbers, that they really have things under control? A second wave assumes that you had a large number of cases. The public health policies and governmental policies were put in place where, where, which resulted in the cases being dramatically decreased or no cases. And then you're having a spike. That is not the case in a lot of these places. What happened was there was maybe a marginal decrease in cases. And then now it's just flourishing. If you look at certain places like Arizona, it's just the curve is going up, 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 up. And so I honestly question whether or not these states that are now in crisis actually had the outbreak under control in the first place. What were your thoughts on people saying that the numbers was rising due to the protests? So I would really challenge that thinking because mm -hmm. if you look at so I personally participated in protests here where I am if you look at the news footage from CNN from um, MSNBC most people were wearing masks mm -hmm. the majority of people were wearing masks 
So I, yes, it's a risk. Please don't get me wrong. It was a lot of people that congregated together, but at least people were wearing masks and that dramatically decreased uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the risk of transmission. However, I it's hard for me to believe without hard facts that the protests were the trigger. What I really think happened were people in communities where masks were no, not a requirement. There were very, there weren't really a lot of regulations for people, you know, remaining distant or limiting the number of people in one area. I think those things were unfortunately an issue. So let me actually bring you back, try to put some facts in regards to the math. So we've heard of like many protests all over the country, okay? Mm -hmm. However, you know, Trump recently had a rally, campaign rally in Arizona, if I'm not mistaken. There was mm -hmm. an outbreak of people who went to that rally and the Secret Service and everything, you know, associated with that rally, people were seeing more COVID cases. And if you look at the footage, most of those people didn't have masks. Mm. And so then now you see a clear example of a large group of people gathering you know, without masks and see what can happen. So there may have been, you know, an outbreak associated with the protest. I don't know. I don't know the fact I haven't heard anything on the news. That doesn't mean that it didn't happen. But, you know, we do know that there have been an outbreak associated with recent Trump rallies. And these people specifically weren't wearing masks. So... Mm. That's an example, like, I understand people have their political affiliations, they feel strongly about whatever issue, and they feel that they need to either go to a rally or protest, I understand that. However, if we could just wear a mask, that's gonna definitely protect you, and if you were to be sick, protect others from you. Welcome. You are now listening to the professional, Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of the PHG Podcast. It's your girl, Ebony, and like always, I am super excited about this week's episode. Uh, before we begin, let's do some housekeeping. Please make sure to follow me on Instagram at the Professional Homegirl, at the PHG Podcast, and at Ebony Beauty. Follow me on Twitter at T-H-E-P-H-G underscore. Show the website some love at www.thephgpodcast.com. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, or you just want to say hey, girl, hey, please make sure to email me at hello at thephgpodcast.com. If you are listening to this episode 
on an iPhone, please make sure to leave a five-star review at the bottom of the page. The podcast has grown with over 100 five-star reviews, and I have so much in store, but I cannot grow it without my professional homegirls. And also, shout out to the niggas that's listening to the podcast as well. I appreciate y'all, and I see y'all. My nigga listenership is growing, so thank y'all for listening and tuning in. Last but not least, I need y'all to support the PhD podcast by becoming a patron at www.patreon.com. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N forward slash the PhD podcast. There are four different tiers ranging from $3 to $20. I have some really dope stories that I've been working on, including a documentary, but I need y'all to support the kids. So hold me down. Don't hold me up. Niggas, those that's been sliding in my DMs, open up that wallet <laughs> and show me some love and support me. Um, the link will also be available in the show notes. So please keep in mind that all of my guests are anonymous. So let's begin this week's episode. So to my guests, how are you doing? I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I was taking a little nap, but I'm good. <laughs> I was a little sleepy. <laughs> But anyway, I want to say thank you so much for sharing your story on the PSG podcast and bringing more awareness as a survivor of gun violence. So thank you. Thank you for reaching out. You're welcome. So let's start from the very beginning. So how did you meet your ex-boyfriend? I had known him since like seventh grade, middle school. Oh, wow. So Yeah. So it wasn't like a stranger, you know, it was like somebody that you really had history with. Mm-hmm. so from middle school we talked or whatever we weren't really too much in a relationship then high school we were in a relationship he went to jail I got mm-hmm. pregnant by a different guy he got out of jail and we started talking again so it was like real cool you know he was there when my son was born and that wasn't his kid so that made me love him a little more than I loved anybody else because dang like you really here for this kid you know that's not your kid mm-hmm. but then yeah stuff got a little rocky how long were so, y'all in a relationship like two years mm. and during that relationship did you notice any red flags no the only thing that I would say was that I didn't like from the relationship was I paid all the bills but he babysitted so I mean mm-hmm. it was I guess a win-win in my eyes because it was free babysitter but it was, was he, like no abusiveness or any of that. Was he not able to work because of his uh, background? Yes. And he mm. just didn't want to work. He had like short man syndrome because he was a little short. So <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want to work Girl. either. So yeah, I'm like, okay, whatever. That's not a reason, but whatever. Right. So what was the reason why you wanted to like break up with him? I mean, I'm pretty sure you was tired of paying for shit. That that was it right there. <laughs> if right. I can't just pay all the bills by myself, what do I need the man for? You can get dick from anywhere, you know? Like you can get that's like no issue, you know? But right. paying bills and smoking habit, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> that it was that wasn't it. Wait, so is your daughter by him or is that by somebody No, else? neither neither one of my kids are by him. My kids are by the same person. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it was really no need for him to be around like that then. Yeah, no, you can leave. So after the breakup, how was he acting? Crazy. Like, he texts me, like he'd pop up at my house because my grandma owns houses. So we moved out of the, the apartment. I went to stay in my grandma's house. 
he pop up him and his little friend and he just like don't do that call me before you come to my house that's the type of person i'm in don't yeah i don't like pop, a pop up. up don't yeah. pop up on me right so i'm snapping he tell me oh i'm gonna show you i don't play about you this is yo the- that was my next question too yeah, yeah that 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 was the icing on the cake right there but i blew that off because i have after he came over i pulled up on him like my son needs some pampers to give me some money you didn't so, think nothing of it when he said that this is after i got the money from him he said this so no i wasn't really thinking like oh he's gonna hurt me you know because mm-hmm. he never put his hands on me mm. so why would i think that oh he gonna shoot me or that but I'm at the store. I get in the car with my brother. Mm-hmm. They like, uh, take us around the corner. So me and my sister and my brother's all in the car. We pull up at this little corner store because my dad's out there talking to my aunt. And we talking or whatever. The next thing I know... Wait, this twerking. is the night that you got shot. This is, yeah, this all in the same night. It was a long day. I should have known something bad was going to happen because I told my son I was listening to Jaheem just in case I don't make it home tonight. Yes, I know, right? Makes me cry every time. So that's the last song I listened to with my son. Wait, wait, wait. So let's let's rewind. So was it the day before that he told you that comment that he doesn't play with you? No, it was the in the same day, earlier in that day. Oh, okay. So on July thirty first, twenty seventeen, this is the day that you got shot by him. Yes. So you went to go get money for Pampers. Yeah, we were cool then. We was whatever. We had a little argument, but it was okay. And then mm-hmm. later on that night, we got into it real bad, and he told me, I'm going to show you I don't play about you. That's what he told so you. So you went to the corner store with your siblings, y'all hanging out. Then people walk up. And the first shot, my uncle had a beer in his hand, and the bullet went through the beer. Who was but, people? Him and his people, or just him? Yes, no. Three people. Like, three and, different. Including like, him? Yes. Including oh, wow. him, but my brothers got shot, but out of everybody that got, that got shot, I was the person that got shot the most. Like, they got a little leg shot, and a little arm shot. I got shot five times. And mm. all my shots were from the back. So, the his friends didn't like my brothers. Mm. So, it was just like a whole lot of commotion mm-hmm. as well. But as the shots go off, my uncle, his beard gets blown down or whatever. And then I try to run. But when I run, I run into my sister and I run into my brother. Mm-hmm. So we all collide together. The first shot that I feel, it goes in my face from what? the left side. Yeah, but so I'm I'm panicking. I just dropped though. I'm the only one that fell. I don't know how I fell, but I'm the only one that fell. Mm-hmm. So I lay down. But I'm trying to get up and all I'm thinking about is my kids. Now I didn't know I was shot as many times as I was shot. I just knew I was shot in the face. So I had a wig on too. So shout out to wigs because they save lives, by the way. I got shot in the back of the head as well. But since my wig and the braids under there, the bullet got stuck instead of just going straight to my skull. That is crazy. Yeah. So I love wigs. I'm ready to get a frontal now. Right. Um, Well, you sell hair too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Send me your information so I can support you. Yes. So. Wait, that what happened. were you thinking when all this was going on? Because you didn't realize you got shot until you fell to the ground. To the ground. Right. So what all thinking? I thought about was my kids. I didn't think about nothing but my kids. Like, you have to stay strong for them. Like, forget everybody else. You better not panic. Because if you panic, you're going to probably pass out and hyperventilate. And yeah, I couldn't do none of that. I watched too many movies. So that that's the only people that can keep my calm. Like, the two little ones. So 
I'm thinking about them. My stepmom is out there. This is how crazy it is. Everybody's out at the corner store because it's the summertime. It's a nice hot day. Mm-hmm. So she pulled off when the shots started, but then she went around the corner. She said, and she sees somebody laying on the ground. I had a red shirt on though, so really they didn't even know if I was shot or not. Mm. But my dad was with me. Remember that? And all I yelled out was, "Dad, Dad!" Like I was more concerned about my dad than probably me because that's my best friend, and it's thirteen of us. I got two kids. I know if something happened to me, he's going to take care of them. Mm-hmm. So. That was, I don't know. I was just more worried about my dad. But she picked me up. They put me in the car. My brother had me squeezing his hand like, you got to keep squeezing my hand. Don't Mm -hmm. lose conscience. Just to keep the the blood circulating. Yeah. I'm steady squeezing his hand. We get to the hospital. My stepmom had to take me in the hospital by herself. But she said I walked in. I don't remember any of that. Mm -hmm. And and while you were in the hospital, you were in a coma. Yeah. I got airlifted to... Um, out of town because that's how bad I was shot that they had to get me out of town I was cut open for two days and mm. very high off the medicine like when I woke up I really didn't know where I was I didn't know it had been like damn near a week I was about to ask you how long he was in a coma for yeah like almost a week I I didn't know nothing all I knew is I had got shot that's all I knew and I had went to the hospital. I thought I was at the same hospital. They like mm. you. I was pulling out the tubes out of my nose. My dad wouldn't come to the hospital because he didn't know what was going on with me. Mm. Like it was, it was a lot. So when I finally woke up, my mom's there. I'm like, she like, you were shot. You're paralyzed. So mm. I'm like, I'm getting emotional. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's a, that's crazy. Yeah, so well wait, like, how did you how did you know? Because I was I was reading one of your interviews and you said that he came to the hospital. Yes, okay. This is the craziest part. No, I have to yo, this nigga this. is bold. Yeah, but this is the craziest part. My little brother was with him when the shoot when when I got shot, him and my little brother was together. Me and my little brother got the same mom. We like close, like peanut butter and jelly. Me and my little brother don't talk anymore. I feel like we don't talk because you know something happened to me and you don't tell me what happened because I've asked him and he still hang with the boy, with my ex-boyfriend. What? Right. Who does that? Right. So it's like, that's, yeah. So, ooh, you don't even understand. Well, so, Well, how do you know that he was, so he was with him while he was shooting at you or he just with yes, him? because my dad seen them come up to the store. Before anything, he said he seen them come up to the store. My brother spoke to my dad and he, they was all together. So that's the last time you seen him. Then when they came to the hospital, my brother was with him at the hospital. And when he got mm. to the hospital, when my boyfriend got to the hospital, he said, it wasn't supposed to happen like this. That wasn't supposed to happen to her. And it wasn't supposed to go like this. But what? Right. If you know you just shot at somebody, why would you come to the hospital? Then one of the guys that was shooting at us, he got shot too. So we all ended up at the hospital at the same time. So you got four gunshot victims from one crime scene at one hospital. The police so dumb, they not putting this all together. Like, this is still unsolved. Well, you know, the police are so, the smartest yeah, people they, in the world. And they don't care. They just don't care. <laughs> they don't care, especially when they come to black people. Yes. So, my kids, I hadn't seen my kids for like three weeks, two weeks. 
because I was in the hospital and they didn't want me to have anxiety attacks or whatever. But when I finally did see them, they didn't want to see me because my mouth was wired shut because how the bullet went through. Like the doctor, like you were so close. If it was over an inch, a little inch over, it would have hit your juggler and you would have been gone. Like, so you got one, you got shot in the face, you got shot, shot in the, in the head. head, shot in the back, uh, shot in the breast. I think they really just considered it five because the bullet in the back went in and out. Mm. Yeah, so. And now you're paralyzed because of this situation. Yeah. Do but, you know if you'll ever be able to walk again? Because I, I think I read somewhere that you're starting to make some type of movement, yeah. right? Yeah, I, I stand up and take steps or whatever. It's just building the muscle back up. Mm-hmm. But they also say it's a mind thing. So I think as long as I keep trying and stay strong-minded, I, it'll come back eventually mm-hmm. but I also just I mean I'm just happy to be alive so yeah, I can really too. care less about walking I care but my kids push me in my chair they put my chair together they put it in my car my auntie carried me on her back like I got so much love like it it don't I don't care but I don't care I really don't care for real well in what other ways has this affected your physical health Besides you not being able to walk. That's it. Like, I have to use catheters. That's about it. What's that? Like, when you have to urinate, Mm -hmm. you have to put it in your little urination hole. Right. It's like every six hours. That's the only thing. And then when I first got to the hospital, I had to wear the pins. And that's like, being 24 and wearing the pins. Yeah, that's... Yo, you know what's so crazy? I was just about to ask you, because you look young. Yeah, I was 22 when I got shot. I was about to be 23. How old was he? 24. Mm. Yeah. How how has this affected your mental health? I went through depression for a little minute. But I didn't go like to counseling or anything. Did you not want to go or? I didn't think nothing was wrong. It was just the eating and wanting to stay in the house. I'm not going outside. I don't want, want nobody to see me in this wheelchair. Like, but then I got over it because, mm-hmm. you know, I got the people in my corner and the kids and my auntie and my dad. So mm-hmm. I'm still getting used to it. I just really started going outside and getting dressed. Like, I didn't care. I was sitting in the house all day, every Do day. Do people in your neighborhood know what happened to you? Yeah, the whole town knows. They'll ask. Some people ask. Because some people won't know until you be like, oh, they'll be like, oh, yeah, I heard about that. Mm-hmm. And then you be like, yeah. Our little kids, when little kids see me and they stare, I tell them what happened. Because I feel like kids need to know. Especially little boys and little girls. Mm-hmm. So. And I know that your, your kids were um, close to him. So did you have a conversation with them on what happened to you? You know, it's crazy. My kids don't even remember them. Wow. I told them what happened. We were going to move back to the apartment complex where we stayed in when me and him was together. And my daughter was like, mind you, my daughter was four when she said this. She said, mommy, I had a dream that your friend stabbed you in the back with a pencil. So mm. after she told me that, I just, we not moving over there. Because I, I feel like that was God talking to her, telling me, you better not go over there. So, yeah. But wait, where is he at now? He's still running around, Decatur. No. Okay. So did you not want to take any legal action against him? Yes, I took legal action. I did a photo lineup. 
an interview. I gave the police my phone. What they told me was we have to wait on blood work and phone records to come back. Mind you, this is three years ago. Yeah. I have not heard from an officer about anything. My case had got switched over before I got out of rehabilitation because I had to go to Chicago for rehab. And I'd call like, um, I'm getting out the hospital. I'm scared. I haven't heard anything. They like, oh, your case has been switched to a different detective. Like nobody was gonna call and say, hey, nah, like, that's fucking bugged out. So this man is free. Yeah, all three of the individuals that was in the shooting that I did the lineup of are free. Everybody's free. Like, and how does that make you feel? Like that's three years ago. Three years. Like I. That's why I just just what the hell. Like what the fuck. I was. That's why what I stayed in the that? house. My dad hates it. Like, he hates it. And that was my big thing, too, because when I first got home, and me, I'm so independent, and I hate asking for help. So when I first got home, I told my dad, like, you should just let me die because I do not want mm. nobody carrying me. Like, and, yeah, that that broke his heart. But that's how I felt. Like, when you go from your independence to having to depend on somebody, that's so, that's very hard. Right. But now I'm getting that all back. Um, I hate asking for help now. And they hate that I hate asking for help. Yo, I can't believe this nigga is free. Yeah, he's free as can be. I see him, though. When I see him, I have whole panic Wait, you be running? Yeah, you like, be running into him? Like, he won't see me, but I could be riding down the street now I see him. And I have to pull over and call somebody to calm me down. Because I will have a whole anxiety attack. Like, he frightens me. Because you tried to take me from my kids. Like, that's some real evil shit. And you was in their life. That's what's even eviler. And then for my little brother, you just broke my heart. Because how could you even cross me like that? Why do you think he did that? I don't know. That's my thing. I I tried to talk to my little brother. I asked him, like, so you're going to tell me what happened? Oh, I ain't going to talk about this over the uh Facebook and you my little brother so we don't got to talk about this through messenger you can pull up on me you can call me like I ain't gonna talk about it over the phone why just what's the secret that's mm. my whole thing so my mom didn't feel like I shouldn't feel no type of way you know how moms are they want everything right. to be copacetic it's not that that's why I told her no your brother didn't let a motherfucker shoot you and he still talk to the people so right. I don't really care about nothing you say what about your other siblings? How do they feel? Uh, we only got one sibling together, me and my brother. He trying to stay out of it. He's 17, 18. He really trying to stay out of it, but he know how I feel. I voice how I feel to everybody. I tell my brother, I don't like you. You're bogus. Mm. Like, he knows that. The whole family knows. It's not a secret. Right. Yeah. And it's like, you you could have almost died. So I like, could have almost died. And then my kid's father is in jail. So my kid's just been out here parentless. He in jail for 28 years. He didn't only did four. Like, so y'all just want them out here just looking sad. Like, where's mommy and where's daddy? No. That's so mm-hmm. evil. Well, since the um since the situation, what are some challenges that you and your family faced since the shooting? Because I know like your dad has to help you with like taking a bath and stuff. Yeah, he does. He, when I first got home, he did. He had to put me in the mm-hmm. shower, uh, wash my hair for me, lotion me up, all that. 
take me to the doctor's mm-hmm. appointments. But since then, I do it literally everything alone. I got a car. I'm finna move into my own house. Oh, wait, so you're able to drive? Yeah, I do all that, girl. I'm, I told you, I'm in the, I don't like depending on people. That's a no. Oh, nice. Yes, no. Uh-uh. I work. I have a job. Literally work at Monday through Friday. No, that's really good. That's yeah. what's up. Yeah, I don't, I can't ask people for, I have two kids and nobody's gonna take care of them like I take care of them, so. Right. Yeah. How has your perspective on dating changed? I just started dating this year. Like, oh, nice. Probably last month. Were you Were you scared? Heck yeah, I will talk to people. I was talking to right. somebody for three years and never let them see me. The only time they see me is through a FaceTime. Like, you don't even need to know where I stay at. But this guy, mm-hmm. I this this kind of different, I guess. I don't know. We are gonna see. It better be. <laughs> Why you say it's different? <laughs> well, you know what? Don't say too much because he might listen to the episode and he don't even know what you're thinking. Boy, my Foy card is active now, so they just better not try <laughs> me. Don't try me. Oh yeah, because then you're and then you can yeah, carry. can right, still right, right. to carry yeah. So they better praise God and be blessed. Right. But I know I read somewhere where you said, like, you really don't, you really can't trust anybody because you've been knowing this person since seventh grade. Yeah. That's. Do you still feel that way? Yeah. I, th- I don't trust people. My guard is literally always up. I don't trust nothing, but I feel like I shouldn't because the closest people cross me. So anybody. Yeah, I can't you. believe he's still free. Like, that is crazy. That's how I felt too. But after three years, you be like, okay, clearly y'all not gonna do nothing, so whatever. Yeah, but do you feel like the system failed you? I mean, they obviously. did, it's, right? They did. They know they did. But where I stay, it doesn't. They don't care. Like you um, in the south, right? No, I'm up north. Oh, you up north? Yeah, I should have known. You said corner store. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why I thought you was in um Atlanta. Uh uh-uh, uh, I'm in Illinois. Oh wow, I was just there not too long ago. Oh uh, well, you see, you see the stuff that goes on in Chicago. So yeah, just, yeah, they don't care here. Like I was literally just there last week. I was there for almost a month. That's crazy. Yeah, well, uh, well, you know, then you, you experience. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. But do you think that a lot of people are norm? They normalize um gun violence because it happens so much in Chicago yes and it's since it's black on black crime it's like all right it's all right they're gonna kill each other anyway so let's just turn the cheek until it happens to the white person mm. damn that's fucked up um uh so one of my listeners wanted to ask you this question but I don't even care for you to answer this question because it's like I they want to know are I know, but it's just because it's really sad because, like, the fact that you see this nigga out in the street and the system didn't protect you is just like, and he has a possibility of doing this again to somebody else, especially a black woman, is just disgusting. But they want to know are you in a space of forgiveness? No. Yeah. <laughs> no. I tried that because my baby daddy said you should just forgive him. That's, that's easy to say, but that's hard to do. Because my daughter. Why did he say that? Because he's trying to. You know how when niggas in jail and they trying to change their life around. <laughs> trying to be yeah. Like, nigga, yeah. Yeah, shut up. So, no. <laughs> That's how that is. That's why he said that. 
<laughs> Yo, when niggas go to jail, man, right. it's a whole different tune. Bro, like, <laughs> they can burn shit. Like, stop it. So, no. Niggas be the most forgiving person ever. For real. That's what he's going to tell me. I forgive you for everything you did. Bro, okay. Just, no. Yeah. I'm not forgiving nothing, though. Because my daughter asks me all the time, Mommy, when you going to walk again? Or, Mommy, when you walk, can we go swim with the dolphins? Like, so, no, I can mm. never forgive you. She can't forgive you, so why would I forgive you? If she, I no Mm-mm. forgiveness. Is what is something question. you? What is something you teach your daughter about dating? Uh, that look, I don't. I just don't want her to date. To be honest, but I t- always teach her everything. Like as far as if a man is in jail, she know he can't do nothing for you but talk on the phone. So that's not a relationship, baby girl. That's just a friend. Like make sure he treats you like a queen. My thing, mm-hmm. I don't like being told no. I don't want her to know this though, because I hate being told no. If you tell me no, I just don't want to talk no more, because mm-hmm. I'm a spoiled brat. But I want her to just know, be treated like a queen. If he don't love his mama or his kids, he is not going to love you. Uh, mm-hmm. That's like I'm really big on that. Since my dad has 13 kids, you got to love your kids. Mm-hmm. What else? What about your son? What would you teach him he- about dating and just love? My son better not ever put his hands on a girl. He better treat his woman how he wants a man to treat his mother or how he treats his mother. And my mm-hmm. son is raised around all females, for real. Like, he in a house full of females. So, if he grow up to do some crazy things, it's I, he's going to be held accountable. I'm not going to act like my mama acting. Brush stuff on the rug. Mm, did it bother you how your mom acted with the situation? Yes, I, we, yeah, I told her that. Mm. She know. I I told you I don't hold my tongue. At a certain time, you can cut family members off when you get to a certain age because they yeah, toxic I as agree hell with too. That. So, mm-hmm. and she just want to. I gotta mess with her from a distance, him from a distance, and anybody that know about the situation and think it's okay. Would you have done anything different? I would have never talk to that situation? boy. Mm. But I'm just, I'm just also curious, like, what made him like click like that? Because if he wasn't abusive to you, wasn't that bad in relationship as far as like how he treated you and not putting his hands on you? Like, how do you I, get to that extreme? He kept trying to get me back. I no, I don't. You're not trying to get no job. Like, you're you're not trying to do anything. Like, you're not trying to hustle nothing. So, while I'm pushing him away, he don't like that. I'm talking to people, which that's very mm-hmm. bothering to him. But still, in drugs, liquor. But I didn't want him. I just don't want you. And he had just got mm-hmm. in jail when he got with me. So I was the only person he had messed with. But he didn't reach out to me, like, after. Mm-hmm. And said, I'm sorry. I didn't do this. And all this bull crap. Or I'm going to get the people that did it. And then when I'd be that like... That's what I say. That's what I say. Wow. When I say that, he's like, man, no, man, nothing. Like, it's you and your guy. So what you going to do? You you finna hurt yourself? So then I'll be like, uh, I just shot myself then. If if it wasn't you and it wasn't them, I shot myself. And he be like, see, you tripping. But who was it then? Like, the air. So mm. I just, I don't, I don't know. He's just. I wish he would go to jail for it or at least get picked up for it. Like, get questioned or something, you know? Right. His cell phone, like, blood samples, anything. I don't think it's ever going to get solved. But I do think I'm going to walk again. No, I think you're going to walk again, too. Yeah. You're very, like, 
I mean, you up here driving, you got a job, like you making shit happen. So, gotcha. and I think it is a mind of a matter thing. Yeah, and going to Chicago to rehabilitation—that's a good place to go to. So, mm-hmm. are you yeah. still going, or I plan on going back after little Rona leave. Mm-hmm. So hopefully she leaves soon, but yeah. What is your advice to women that's listening right now that's not in a healthy relationship? I advise that you leave. If he get mad when you get your lashes on, it, that would be the one. <laughs> that'd be the only thing for real. Girl, I'm not the whole relationship. <laughs> if I got my lashes on and lip gloss, he would get mad. Or if I got my hair done. So that's really insecurities. Look for those things. He ain't got to right. beat on you. He can get mad over that little shit. <laughs> he should be like, oh, damn, babe. Like, how you mad? Because I'm cute. Mm-mm. So he was just insecure. So if a nigga insecure, yeah. y'all, that's a dub. Just right. period. He should be uplifting you, not Word. being your downfall. Or if he a leech, leave him alone. Yeah, don't be taking care of no niggas now. Yeah, I can't do that. Like it gotta be fifty fifty, or just you just take care of me or something like that. But me and my little new shadig, we fifty fifty. That's my dog. Well, I'm going to definitely be checking in with you, child. I mean, this is a, a very sad story, but I think with your spirit and your energy, like, I definitely know you're going to inspire and give a lot of people hope because you out here doing a damn thing. Like, I didn't know you were driving. Oh, yes, girl. Since, like, last year, my father taught me actually mm-hmm. how to do it. So, and I have a cousin that's paralyzed as well. He showed me a little things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, that's good. And at least you're not out here by yourself, so that's even better. Thank you, thank you. Well, I want to say thank you. If y'all have any questions, comments, or concerns about this week's episode, please email me at hello at the PACpodcast.com. And to my guests, thank you. You definitely have me laughing. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you for having me. I know, I know. I'm going to definitely be checking in with you and stuff. And then you guys send me your um your business page. Yep. Or your business information. Okay, I'll send you everything. And until next time, everyone. Later. All right. If you're looking for the most epic place on Earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T.